I will introduce my brother, Sinio. He's going to be one of the co-hosts. Uh, this man right here is a super MC producer, activist, community leader. I was actually one of his youth in a program called the DJ Project in the Mission District. Uh, it's a nonprofit that teaches youth about music engineering and uh, writing workshops. Uh, without further ado, you guys, you guys may be wondering why the man is rocking the mask, but I'll, I'll let him uh, say his piece. Uh, Sinio, take it away. Thank you, Figo. Thank you very much for the introduction. This is an honor and a privilege. Um, I am definitely a supporter and affiliate of Lyrical Opposition. And as Figo has said, I have been working in the community since I was a youth impacted by the community. I am from San Francisco, California. I am Black and Salvadorian. Um, I am here in representation of those who don't have a voice. And I'm here to also create a safe space for all of us right now by giving us the time. Um, you know, I want to I want to shout out Ashley Nicole because, you know, she made sure to to put this on us to make sure that we hold this this space. So for the next nine seconds, I would like to have a moment of silence for all the lives lost, for everyone in pain and going through the struggle. So please give us this moment of silence. Take a deep breath, let it out. And moving forward, as as Figo said, you know, I'm the guy with the mask. And um, just to touch on why the mask, um, in a time of overexposure and, you know, kind of like just the, the social media tyrant, you know, that it is kind of all consuming all of our faces, our privacy and who we are, I've decided to, to rest on the side of anonymity by, you know, putting a mask on, you know, it's, I'm not sitting here trying to, to garner anything of any sort of fame. I don't want any real attention. I want you to focus on my words, my character, my actions, and what it is that I have to provide for the community and those. And this is to protect those who don't want to always show their face. For those that don't want to expose themselves, I'm going to be the first to take the stand to tell you it's okay. You don't have to. So to kind of break the ice in the artistic sense, I'm going to, I'm going to go off the top and say something from the heart. Um, here I go. When we think of forms of aggression, oppression, and everything that causes us any type of stress, we try to find the life lessons, the blessings, something to make us progress, something to have us address all the things that come in front of us. Now, it's sometimes hard, these hurdles, these struggles, we dig deeper, we try to see what's going on, and we tend to lean towards speakers, you know, the bleeders, the non-breathers, the ones that was once here, but now they're gone, and we sit there with belief in that change gonna come, but the mm -hmm. change is here. The change is in the faces, everyone in these screens, because these are your peers, your community, the commune, the ones who will help restructure the foundation, the same thing that wasn't here to nurture, but help destroy. Now we turn it around, we are employed. Or more like we are the ones to create the noise. We are the ones to take the distortion from the facts that they try to give us and bring it back to the core. Now, for me, this isn't about fame and notoriety or any sense of money or monetary gain. This is all about you, your pain, how to repurpose and channel and focus and give more hope in what we do every day. So thank you for that time for me to be able to share my thoughts. And um, 
let's get this thing going. So without further ado, Figo, do you want to take this off? Yeah, man. Thank you for opening up the space like that. That was off the top, folks, is uh, just, yeah, man. Uh, Salute you, bro. Appreciate you. Um, Our first artist is going to be Altair Altair Steffens. I believe uh, I heard New York is in the house. New York is in the the space right now. Altair Steffens, um, if you're here, we are ready for you. Hold on. Wait, one, one thing, one thing. Right. What's that? Altair Steffens is an artist, an advocate, social work student, also known as Polly Deuces, and you find him on Instagram as Brave November and trying to be a rock eye master. Thank you, Cindy. Steffens, take it away. Thank you for that introduction. Uh, I wrote this about an hour ago, and I'm privileged to be able to share this with all of you. The spell is broken of black peop- of black humanity's rejection. Now we stand at a monumental change of direction. We all want more than just the privilege to breathe. It's the freedom to travel anywhere we please. We all were normalized to what became the standards. All the back-breaking labor never gave us the answers. Black lives forged new frontiers, even with the curtain of death shrouding our fears. Black folks setting each other into the world armored like fighting vipers and made our communities circle up in a cipher. I've been welcomed by many, yet exist in white faces. While rejecting media stories about my people with generous graces. You may feel excluded, but in this moment, Black Lives Matter and the image of America continues to shatter. From a black queer man who wanted to be accepted, but there's a part of me that keeps me from acknowledging that I've truly connected. So I continue to accept the perspectives of others. And it's time for me to draw lines in the dirt. I can't lose myself in others to keep toying with my life without making my fulfillment come first and redirecting the solar rays after I've synthesized. I've been nourished and comfort, comforted. So I share that with others who aren't. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing. That was beautiful. Um, let's read some of these comments, y'all. I appreciate for those who are participating in the comment section. A lot of fire emojis. Um, Ryan came strong. Fire, fire, speak on it. Um, yeah, this is beautiful. Thank you. Once again, that was Altair Stephens. Snap, sir. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Senio. 
take so, it away. So, Altier, is there anything that you want to share and, and just send out to the people right now beyond, beyond your wonderful words and your great art? No, just that I'm a social work student and advocate for many people. I've worked with seniors. I'm down to work with, I'm, I'm in a placement to work with children and possibly adults over the next six months. The LGBT community is close to my heart, so I'm ready to serve and also be served and nourished in that way. I'm a, studying to be a Reiki master, so I've been giving energy to the world during this time when I remember to give energy to myself. And I know I'm, I know I'm needed on this earth and you are needed. And if no one has told you in a while, you are needed on this earth, your gifts, whatever you have to offer to this world, you're needed. And thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for, for sharing. Thank you for that, those positive words, that energy you are bringing into the space. Um, what, if you, if you don't mind sharing, I mean, not to put you on the spot too much, but what community are you, are you currently working in for those that want to reach out and support you? Oh, community. Um, right now it's, um, I mean, you could keep it to a region, a state. You don't have to be that specific, you like know, New York city and the lower, um, lower Hudson Valley, like, yeah, the, five boroughs of New York and like lower Westchester County, New York. Okay. Right on. Thank you for that. For those that may be in the area close by nearby or know someone nearby, this is a chance to connect and build community even further to deepen and enrich in what it is we hope to do. We have a healer here who, you know, is in the community working right now. So this is an opportunity. If you know someone to pass the word along to reach out at Brave November, right? We talking about Brave November is the best way to reach you right now? Mm-hmm. All right. So it, it, that's what it is right now. We're going to follow up with that. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for allowing us in. Thank you for being vulnerable with us to, to say what you said. And um, again, I just want to reiterate this. I, I didn't go too much in the beginning, but I want to say it now. We are going to touch on topics that are going to be hard to process, digest, to take in. So if you feel the need to step away from the screen, please, by all means, do so. Your health, your well-being, and your wholeness, it comes first. So we don't want to push or force anyone to feel obligated to keep their eyes on the screen. I want people to, to feel and know their capacities, know their limitations, and be okay with that. So, you know, moving forward, Figo, take it away. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for sharing. Our next artist is Sofia Aguinaga. Let me know if I pronounced that properly. Uh, she's author, artist, and activist. So without further ado, Sofia, take it away. Thank you. Um, what I'm about to share this evening is more so directed at um, non-Black folks and especially white folks, but is intended to be a sort of catharsis for Black folks specifically. And I thank you all for sharing in this space with me. The glory, genius, and brilliance of Blackness is overwhelming. That its beauty is in my own blood commands my responsibility for its protection, advancement, and amplification. This would be true even if the world weren't anti-Black. 
But since it is, it is also my responsibility to hold you accountable for protecting, advancing, and amplifying Blackness too. And I need you to know what's killing Black people. Is it police violence? Absolutely. It's on everyone's mind right now. But what may not yet be clear to you is that the infinitely nuanced and complex nature of systemic racism breeds a host of other threats to Black life. Countless threats, both subtle and overt, many which are so commonplace you may hardly notice them. Maybe you even participate. And yet, we feel each of them, and they're killing us just as readily as the police violence you're protesting. It's so much bigger, runs so much deeper than you understand facing an anti-Black world every single day that intentionally limits our capacity for realizing our fullest selves in this world. The pain and trauma of that perpetual reality makes us more susceptible to chronic disease and suicide. It kills us when we're met with doctors who invalidate us in our bodies when those health issues do arise. Being subject to propaganda that tells you we're violent, inherently irrational, uneducated, born for imprisonment and welfare, that we don't feel pain the same way you do, kills us. You believing and projecting those stories onto us on however subtle or unconscious a level actually kills us. Feeling those projections so frequently, so consistently, and enduring the material, social, and psychological impacts of those projections literally kills us. Finding parts of ourselves believing those lies because they're so globalized, so pervasive, and so tactically enacted kills us. Being forced to contend with the world reflecting back to us day in, day out, that we aren't whole, that we're subhuman, kills us. Anti-Black racism as people on every continent of this planet, believing that we're deserving of constant violent oppression and the consequently limited nature of our opportunity in this world, and it kills us slowly if the police don't get to us first. Your invention of the race card and imagining we somehow benefit from pulling it so you don't have to face your own racism kills us. It kills us. Gentrification and food deserts kill us. Remnants of trauma in our DNA from periods when white people did surgical experiments on our ancestors' bodies with no anesthesia that kills us too. It kills us when you try our children as adults. You not talking to your children about racism makes it more likely that they will intentionally kill us someday. You not talking to each other about racism kills us. Your silence in the face of our genocide? Yes, it kills us. It kills us when you compare us to your Eurocentric standards for beauty, when you dance to our music on TikTok, but refuse to acknowledge the full depth and breadth of our complex and nuanced experiences and lives and turn our culture into a caricature for your entertainment. It kills us when you keep us from a promotion or a raise or steal our ideas and take the credit. It kills us when you require us to identify as low income, high risk, minority, underserved, or otherwise commit to a lowly station to gain access to resources for our betterment. It kills us when you demand justification for black reparations, working 10 times as hard only to get half as far, showing up 10 times as articulate only to be half as heard, all while having to justify our presence in a space built by and for whiteness the entire time. Yeah, you guessed it. That kills us too. It kills us when you ask us, what are you? It kills us when you ask if you can touch our hair. It kills us when you make fun of our names and refuse to pronounce them correctly, and you exoticizing us kills us. 
it kills, it kills us that you require us to adhere to Eurocentric standards for intelligence and education for us to meet any success in this world. And when you dismiss us for not speaking King's English to perfection in a tone suitable to your sensibilities. It kills us that you appropriate our culture while requiring us to assimilate to yours to be considered valid. You being so damn fragile kills us. It kills us when you don't see or acknowledge how systemic racism uses you as its mercenary, regardless of whether you like black people. It kills us that you seem to believe there's a way for you to be anti-racist without committing to the endless work of scouring every inch of your internal landscape for the tendrils of supremacy and domination that create and perpetuate this world that kills us that you've been so shielded by whiteness that you didn't already know all this, kills us. Me explaining this to you is an act born in defense of black life and it is killing me. All this, far more than this, contribute to our higher mortality rates and lower life expectancies. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? So you can miss me with that people of color talk. Say black with a capital B and say it with your whole damn chest or don't say a damn thing because anything less is literally killing us. Thank you. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. It was powerful. I'm, I'm reading here the comment section unethical experiments on black people, one of the lines that stood out, speak that, wow, speak mm. on it. I need this for the teachers I work with. Mm. Facts, powerful, powerful, love so much. Black always with a capital B. Damn, Kendrick Lamar, heart, so good, so good, legit, yes, sis. Yo, everything is killing us. I'm showing this to everyone, everyone I know. Thank mm. you so much. Um, and you mentioned, yes, Sinia? Sophia, now I just want to say, you know, as soft as it was spoken, that was some of the hardest, most piercing, most heavy words I've heard. Um, I just want to highlight, you know, the amount of blood boiling, skin tingling, just every ounce of pure truth raw honesty that you gave us i want to i want to highlight that i see we got babies in the space and mm -hmm. what you said is an amplification of us being aware of what we're bringing children into and mm -hmm. what we are fighting to change every day i just want to yeah. say thank you for that i want to also highlight that um you know share you know, the best ways for us to reach out to you, to support you, where, where are you coming from? You know, by all means, as whatever you feel comfortable sharing, please share in this moment. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate you in this space very much. Um, so I'll send out a quick note with, I have a website, I'm an author, um, you know, checking out any of the work that I've done in the past. I have what I just wrote in written form. I'm happy to share it with folks if it's something they want to engage with. Um, I'm actually working on trying to get it published maybe as an op-ed or something like that. Um, I think it's particularly relevant in this moment. And so feel free to reach out and connect. You know, I'm I'm hella about this cause and it, and it's not just because it's in the media cycle right now. Like this is, this is life work. This is generational work. This is ancestral work. Um, you know, and anyone who's down for the cause is a friend of mine. So. 
Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So for those, uh, please connect. This is a space to build community. Uh, feel free to reach out to Sophia. Thank you once again. Our next artist, Ashley Nicole, is a graphic artist, writer, and innovator. Without further ado, Ashley Nicole. Wow. Um, well, first off, thank you, Christian. Uh, thank you, Lyrical Opposition, just for the opportunity in the space. Sophia, you made it hard <laughs> to, to even open my mouth. But, I mean, we, we all have a, a perspective and we're all facets um, of what's going on right now, what's been going on for centuries. Um, so the piece that I have is a perspective piece from the Black soul, um, a place of pain, um, a place of desiring healing and redemption. <clears throat> the title of this is called Antiseptic. Deep pigments streaming down flesh-toned walls, excruciation, excruciating endurance is my sole reward. What's done is done. Do I deserve the festering wounds? Am I even worthy of the offered cure? Both exemplify inflicted pain while resentment trails in allure. Profuse leaks saturating all that's pleasant Addictive fumes, militant mercury inducing my coma. Surrendered now, but indecisive a moment longer. Aggravate the reforming scabs or douse the leagues of abscess with rich clarent poison. That agent of false relief temporarily quenching my ruptured aura. Tingling sensation intensified by burning throbs, ugly grimace and disdainful numbness haunted by the whispered assurances of relief, persuaded by a banded beat. I repeatedly stumble back into danger after every hesitant attempt toward redemption. Tangled pretty pity. Must I accept a moment's evil? Be stagnant and exist? I'll proceed. Comforted by the dissipating sting and the concluding seep that stains the path, I painstakingly stumble along, desperate to reach restoration within my grasp. Wow. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, thank you. I am reading. Wow. So much. The delivery, thank you for your words. Sheesh. It's beautiful. Um, if you could share a little bit more, Ashley Nicole, of just how it inspired you to write that piece and some of your background, uh, we'd love to hear it. Absolutely. Um, uh, the inspiration definitely comes from environmental stimulus, you know, um, past, present, and assuredly knowing that there's going to be more to come in life. Um, watching our, our people and, and our culture as well as other minorities and, and cultures go through um, so much um, and it just compounds the current climate that we're already kind of 
existing in with regards mm -hmm. to the disease and the pandemic. Um, so that's, that's probably the heaviest inspiration um, for that piece. And I would say, uh, as far as myself, I'm an artist first, um, a graphic artist, I also paint. Um, and I'm exploring, I'm exploring as many communities as I possibly can. I reside in the Bay Area, California. And I sincerely appreciate lyrical opposition. Um, this space is immensely valuable. It's, it's invaluable, really. And I just thank you all for listening. Appreciate you. And if you could uh, put in the comment section how we could stay in contact with you and any of your work we could check out, please do. Uh, we'll, we'll make sure to pin it. Christian, you pin it. Um, pass it on to you, Sineo. Thank you. You know, I just I wanted to give my, my piece of, you know, how as ethereal, abstract, yet so much touching on every aspect of how you can't you you can put it in so many terms you can be as general or you can be as descriptive as possible but there was something about what you said that made me feel a sense of pain that it's not direct and this it is this over exposure this kind of like I mean, I got a mask on for crying out loud. I mean, I'm I'm trying to create distance and space within this new virtual world we all are kind of held captive in right now. And and it is it, it becomes exhausting because you know, it's like when do you when do you unplug? Right? We we have technology that far exceeds our own abilities, comprehension and our own temperament. And yet it's given to us every day with no no discretion there is no there's there is no standards for how we should engage in this current time in this climate giving everything that is going on in the world so i just wanted to give you my piece and i appreciate it um moving forward um we got is this brenna prather brenna uh prather yeah prather sorry about that so no no problem take the floor away all right wait wait before before i get to that before i get to that you are a poet a costume designer and a cat lover so you're used to being clawed at and the the abuse that cats can give so by all means please welcome into the space and um you know please share thank you i also felt it was important to mention the cat because uh, my cat is currently in my lap, and he likes to interrupt whenever he feels like it. So if you see an orange ball of fur past my face, that's that's why. He has to make everything about himself. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Um, so I don't typically label any of my poems, but uh, I'll just give a general title. Uh, this coat. This coat, built from self-loathing, sewn together with humiliation and despair, passed itself down my gene pool, carrying silence like a family heirloom. They took the tongue lashings, flaming fists. They never knew what happened to the kids at night. The cops never came and there are no hidden saviors. Their homes were bird cages, constantly shrinking until they couldn't take it anymore. They busted the hinges silently, pretending to be graceful, and yet still silently passing along the coat 
over and over and over until it was finally my turn. I took my seam ripper to depression and self-doubt, my shears to the denial hidden at the edges, limp, gut strewn across the ground. Finally, without a host, I took it to the great mother and watched it slowly decompose. Bars, bars, thank you for sharing that. Um, I'm reading the comment section. Uh, that's fire. Uh, whoop, that's my best friend. This metaphor is so fitting knowing you. Uh, that hit my gut. Took my seam ripper to uh, depression and self-doubt. Some quotes from your piece. Thank you for sharing. Um, if you also would like to tell us a bit of what inspired you to write and just a little bit about yourself. Um, so I basis this was from a workshop I did that um, they were talking about a coat and how it's like related to like family or like passing down like a family heirloom. And I took the coat metaphor and it's based on the cycle of abuse that's in a portion of my family. My mom's side, it's like my, my grandparents, my great-grandparents were in an abusive relationship. My grandparents were, my mom was. And then it was like assessing those qualities that have been passed down and really like trying to like, the cult metaphor is really helpful just because I'm a costume designer, I sew for a living. So like, I really wanted to play into that element of really taking it apart and like trying to not take that toxic energy into my life. So that's, that's how that got built. Word, word. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank uh, you for that. Again, I just want to reiterate and restate, you know, from time to time, this is a safe space. And like I said, we are going to be touching on a, a variety of topics that will you know, or can induce some form of trauma for somebody somewhere. This will be triggering. These are things that, you know, we are all sharing in some capacity that we have gone through. And, you know, this is a space to, to be vulnerable amongst a community. We are a community, regardless of where we are in the world. I just want that to be, you know, the forefront of what we're, we're coming here today to do is to share out our perspectives and artistic expression but at the same time, ensure the safety and the well-being of each and every one of you. So, without further ado. Thank you, Senio. Uh, next artist, I want to make sure, uh, Nicole Tracel. Um, let me know if I said your last name, uh, Choppy. But uh, I see here one of uh, the, the words is uh, that you're telling the people is pay your artists. So, I felt that. Salute <laughs> to you. Um, it's Tracy. Um, it's actually okay. after a character from Star Trek. Um, okay. Because my parents are nerds. <laughs> Word. Okay, yeah. dope. Um, and for those that need a smile, here is my sleeping cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. um, so I actually have uh, two pieces. I have one that's um, a little longer and personal, and then I have a really short one that I actually wrote at the beginning of the pandemic that's really fitting, considering everything that's going on. Um, so the first one is called No Place for Identity in Politics. Here, I have forgotten my own name. I am a performance of myself, where I have no name, no voice, nothing displeasing. 
Here, I become a pleasant smile, a disembodied thank you that belongs to someone else. Someone else's body gets up and walks to the door. Someone else's arm reaches for the door. Someone else's hand turns the handle. My voice comes out of someone else's mouth, thanking them for coming in. And it is someone else who laughs at harmless jokes because it is not my, it, because it is my job to play nice. It is not my job to defend myself anymore. My identity and entire existence have been cracked in half. My first name is how I am palatable to the endless line of Karen, Sarah's and Carol's, a reason for them to talk to me in the first place and tell me how they too have a friend or sister or cousin whose name is also Nicole. And of course, these two are white women. My last name has become a disconnected identity, account for diversity, but not enough to scare away the white women, a mistaken invitation for Karen to say how she's not racist, but loves how cultural my name sounds. Every day I leave my identity at home and they always ask why they can't come to. And how can I tell them that it is for their own protection? We will always be called a token or a fetish before our name. We will always be asked to write our identity in every chance we get to make someone else look good, as if Japanese American is just a trick to perform for someone else. Once I gave up, let my identities come with me to work. And little by little, I leave myself in pieces around the office. Despite being in charge, every man thinks he knows more because he always sees me as just a woman. So I set down my voice, my strength, my zero tolerance policy for sexism. A woman asked me if this neighborhood is safe to park her car. And so I smile and nod, and I leave behind the part of me that calls her suburb with gated communities the real threat. Someone walks in, I introduce myself. Hi, my name is Nicole. And the response is, oh, Misaki, as if Nicole was such an uncommon name. And so I exhale and leave behind my family history. My identity never asked to come to work with me again. They understand there is no place for identity in the workplace. There is no place for me. Yes. Um, and then my second piece, um, shout out to writing workshops, because that's where this one is from. If they ask about the current chaos, I will tell them it was never about when and always about who. They told us news and media were on our side, but never said whose side was ours. They blasted never-ending clips of slander and lies, but called it representation. They called us ungrateful when we called their reporting a lie. So we took to social media. They couldn't stop all of us, and the truth escaped. We learned who helped and who turned us away. Salute. Powerful. I'm going to go through this chat real quick. We got a lot of, wow, I felt that, snaps. First line, damn, you're leaving me breathless, speechless. I exhale and leave behind my family in history. Suburban gated communities, the real threat. Sprinkle them, Nicole. Call a token or a fetish before our name. Oh, Karen, let's talk about it, heavy. Sit down, Karen, yes. Uh, laugh my ass off. I felt that Karen got me messed up. Uh, account, account for diversity, but not enough to scare away the white woman. Preach. Yes. Thank you. Um, Senio, words. Yes, most definitely. Um, it's just, it's the intersectionality of it all. You know, the, how words will apply no matter the context of time. That says a lot about, I mean, I, let, me, let me back that up. Words that apply regardless of the context of time, to me, 
we're not evolving. We pushed in the issue as a community, but the world around us is not evolving. Mm. We sitting here, I could, I could say anything. And you shit, you've literally spelled it out in terms of the time in which you wrote these things. And yet certain lines sting a little bit more, just given the current climate of what we end the day. You as a woman being able to share and be vulnerable and state just to the fact of Karen need to get the hell on up, but get gone, get gone. I had to catch myself because I realized there is a baby here and, um, you know, I want to be proactive in my own self-discretion because they don't need to, they don't need that trauma, but they need to understand the, the, if anything I'm taking away from it is the need and cause for balance and boundaries because we put ourselves in these spaces where we have to negotiate our identities all the time. And there is no training. There is no formal practice, right? I could go in any gym and learn how to lift a weight. I can learn how to throw a punch, but what I can't learn how to do is sit in my skin and navigate this world that was structured in a way that was always meant to make me a part of the second class. Right. And so when you're saying these things, and you're sharing your experiences having to, ne- to, to navigate and negotiate your own emotions amongst these ignorant or unfortunately uneducated people or non-experienced people. It just calls to a different level of, of for me to challenge myself to learn more on how do I show up, how do I represent myself, and how do I not leave my identity at home? So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I was going to say, Nicole, if you would like to let us know how we can stay connected or, you know, different pieces that you'd want to share with folks, uh, feel free to do. Well, yeah, um, the um, I'm super active on my Instagram. Um, It's at Nicole Tracy writes. Um, My name's there and I'll also drop it in the chat. Um, I am like every artist working on a book. So um, when I actually have that, it'll be up on my Instagram as well. Awesome. Thank you, Nicole. And uh, for the next, next, uh, this is my sister here, uh, Miss Kayla. She is a youth uh, that I work with, a young adult, Upstar Records is a youth ran music label in the sunset in San Francisco. And this is one of our leaders a powerful young woman that just literally every time she comes to our space really just uh, speaks to the people and is a voice for the voiceless, as I've told her before. So I'm honored to have her here. Uh, We've been cooking up uh, some things as well. Uh, Kayla, if you would want to share anything before entering into your piece. Hi, guys. Um, I'm Kayla. I'm 20. Um, I I, I sometimes work with Figo. uh, hold on. I'm so sorry. I'm not good at these either. How do I? Hey, um, I'm just going to drink some water and then I'll continue. I'm so sorry. Here, jump in. So I actually had a question. Um, I write really short pieces because that's like my, my thing, my quirk. I don't know. Um, so I was wondering if I can share three, if that's okay with everyone. Jump in. Yeah? Okay, I'll do that. Um, So the first one is kind of about, like, what's been going on in the world. Um, It's kind of sad. I wrote it in the shower. I was really sad. 
Um, <clears throat> it's called Mama, I'm Sorry. Mama, I'm sorry. I did all that I could, and even then my screams were muted. I chanted for breath as my brothers and sisters watched. He was heavy on my body. I panicked, and my heart raced. I couldn't seem to catch life even as I pleaded for mercy. A girl, younger than me, watched with eyes wide and pain in her chest. Mama, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I came home late. I'm sorry my life wasn't precious enough. I'm sorry that you had to bury me before yourself. I'm sorry that more like me will be taken before we see change. I'm sorry I'm held responsible even when the crime was my life taken. Mama, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that he decided that kneeling on my neck, kneeling on our ancestors' neck, kneeling for white America was more important than me. Mama, I'm sorry that I'm black and my life is of no value. Mama, I'm sorry for you cry. And mama, I'm sorry that I can't breathe. That's the first one. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry, my best friend just killed that. I don't care, like, wow. <laughs> Go on. You know, Cameo Lexi. And then the next one is, um, I don't know if you guys know the song, but it's called Purity by ASAP Rocky and Frank Ocean. Um, and they stole, not stole, it's not stealing. Um, they took a piece from Lauren Hill where she says, you make my, um, you make my desires pure. And so I kind of bit off of that and wrote that. Um, I was 14 when I first saw you. You were tall and mostly skinny. I was new, wide-eyed and fresh. You saw something you couldn't recognize when you had seen me, and that's why you stared instead. I seemed gentle, almost virgin-like. We didn't speak, not at first, and it drove me crazy. Spent weeks of chasing the sound of your voice, and I could only get it when passing stories between closest of circles. Your eyes were always hard. No matter smile or laugh, it never shone in your eyes. Whenever my lips would part to speak, that's when your eyes would shine. They gleamed like no other, and they knew what was, and they knew what was to come but me. What took you long, I'll never know, but I'll always be thankful for our first. Somehow we left, somehow we left, and years had passed. You had aged, and so had I, reckless and wild. You saw a second chance, and I saw the one, and I saw the one that had got away. A newfound silence was what greeted me and I was thankful for a change. Almost as, if you had, almost as if you had never left, you had allowed me to be free and loud. You allowed me to speak in chaos. We stood there, sweating in summer's heat, the sun beating down into our already hot skin. You were watching me. You had finally seen me for who I was, a woman now, no longer a child with an awkward body, a woman with thick thighs, tan legs, topped with 10 white toes. Summer had, summer had kissed my skin to be the shiniest of gold. We were celebrating a birthday unlike no other. 18, I was a woman amongst all my friends. We had hours to kill, an empty beach that looked over an everlasting horizon. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, 
A harassing horizon. I ran towards tidal waves, throwing, throwing conscious to the wind. As I crashed the first wave, thick arms held me, who knew that night would make desires the greatest gift of purest form. Oh, it's getting darker. <laughs> um, and then the last one's about my grandpa. It's um, oh, sorry, hold on. His hands. His hands used to be strong. My grandfather has built his family from seed and soil. He passed down needs for success to generations he will never get the chance to meet. His hands, they shake now. Weak from years, his hands are no longer rough, but smooth. Void of past lives, his hand pale like, like with the sick. He is sick too, I guess. His hands, they can't hold water, let alone his feeding truth. My hands, they tremble too. Always have around him. They shake when I see him. I think it's because I'm only seeing the sick rather than the man that it's taken. My eyes, they bounce around dull cream white hospital rooms, looking for ways to distance and distract, looking from wall to ceiling, ceiling to window, window to door, door to patient, doctor to patient, patient looking at me. I sometimes can't breathe around him. My hands, they shake from the lack of air and he grabs mine to steady me. His hands somehow shake too. We shake together. And when it's all done, I can see and focus. The shaking of our hands is what I focus on. I slowly side cold bones from his fingers, knuckles white for need of stability. I panic with the realization that his hands will never be strong again. They shake. Mm. Powerful, thank you, Kayla. You go, thank Kayla. You. Share mine. Thank you, I'm reading it. We got, wow, damn, that part. Allow me to speak in chaos. A desire is pure, so deep. Mama, I'm sorry. Held responsible even though the crime was my life taken. Sheesh. Oh, oh, love the love in the car. Wow, deep. Wow, a lot of wows. Uh, couldn't seem to catch life. Yeah, cool. the wows. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Kayla. Uh, if you um, just uh, conclude, uh, if any pieces that you would want us to stay connected with, uh, you know, some of the work you do with Upstar Records. Um. Yeah. I mean, you can follow me on my Instagram. I'll put it in the chat. Um. And like there, I'm gonna start. I've been like taking my time and really trying to make this happen. But I'm gonna start trying to post more and like myself reading it. Um but I just need to get the courage to do so. But if you follow my Instagram, it will happen. I promise sometimes before cool. quarantine is over, I'm trying to make it. All good. Hit us with that in the comment section. Thank you, Kayla. Appreciate you. Uh, pass it on to you, Senio. Well, Kayla, thank you. Thank you for those words. Thank you for hitting me from multiple angles that I wasn't ready to, to operate in. Um, uh, are you, uh, you coming from the, the Bay Area? Um, originally, no, but I've lived here for quite some time, so it's like a second home. Okay, okay, okay. Well, Thank you. Sorry. You know, welcome, welcome to the Bay in any regard, in any level of measure. Yeah. Um, 
you know, for those of you that don't know, I'm the guy with the mask on, like I said, maintaining some sense and distance socially, as you can see, you can't recognize me. That's why I'm saying in anonymity, right? I'm, I'm on the side of, for those that don't want to show who they are, you don't have to. I'm here to protect your identity as well. I'm here to create a safe space, ensure your wellness and to work towards a better day for all. Um, moving forward, we have someone broadcasting live straight out of another car. <laughs> we have Evelyn Lax pulling up. Park that thing, let, you know, let her know what it is. <laughs> Well, thank you for that lovely introduction. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so I'm going to warn you guys. Can you guys hear me? Um, so I'm going to warn you guys my battery is dying. Um, so, um, yeah, if I get cut off, that's why I have 4% left. <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, this piece... I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna sing for you guys. It's a song that I wrote a while back. Um, but I, my prayer is that it encourages all of you guys, especially during this time. <clears throat> Blue skies and cloudy days. But cloudy skies are my favorite. But the story beyond the clouds encourages my soul. Darkness and dim lit light, the rain fell down, evaporated. But the sun now shines and all I see is what love looks like through rainbows. Cause above my head I realize that these cloudy skies, though the gray, have a light that shines behind them. Demonstrates my father's grace, and so I'll hold on through the rain, and he'll wash away the pain. And when these gray skies, they're all gone. I'll be stronger standing in his grace. Cause you let the rain fall down on me. You let the rain fall down so I can see. The sunshine, the sunshine, the sunshine, the 
first one and then hopefully my battery doesn't die throughout this second one um this is not an original piece it's um by lauren daigle and it's <laughs> it's by lauren daigle and it's called you say uh shoot you know what it is gonna die it's at one percent so i'll just volunteer next time and we'll go from there <laughs> i'm gonna cry that was beautiful thank you so powerful we got a lot of chills i just see if i could get this uh chat Coley said thank you evelyn i will be stronger in his grace come through with uh here with number two that phone better not die uh, apparently it is snaps okay fire emojis hell yes let that voice cry let it cry let it cry saying that she sounds so good like in the zoom ma'am i need to hear you in person dang Today is a holiday with these artists. Beautiful. Black woman, yes, sing it. So melodic. Chills. That car charger, though. Where that car charger is? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so thank you so much. Uh, much needed. That was, that was healing just hearing you. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. I'm going to go now. <laughs> peace, peace. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you. Yeah. And teary eye here, man. For real, for um, real. Yo, yo, it's hard right now, okay? I'm trying to maintain my composure. Yeah. Jeez. If I, uh, if I stay dehydrated, I, I think I'll be all right. Word, word. Uh, Christian, microphone check. You there, Christian? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Yeah, man. As we wrap up, man, I uh, just want you to share uh, some words and, you know, about the space and the community in which we're in. Oh yeah, for sure. I'll I'll be in update mode, and then y'all can close word, out. Word. Okay, one hundred. I'll I'll be in announcement mode. Um, yeah, thank y'all for everybody that. But yeah, thanks for everybody that came through, spending an hour on a Friday night with us. Uh, we do this every other week. We spend forty-five minutes to share art with a fifteen-minute grace period. We're approaching an hour, but like, yeah. Um, our next workshop is going to be on Friday at two. We'll be um we'll be doing a continuous series of Asian and Black solidarity. Um, you do not have to be Asian or Black to um, join the workshop, but it's more about awareness, learning about e each other's culture, learning about people's stories, their roots, and um, um, all that. So if you want to join that, we'll be doing writing exercises on those and showcasing. Um, I'll, put, I'll put the links over there as well. And then um, Nicole said, pay your artists. Um, we had some donations today. It was less than $100. If we distribute it amongst all the artists, they'll get less than $10 each. So if anybody wants to donate, I'll throw, some, throw a link up there. Lyrical Opposition is a tax-deductible nonprofit. So whatever you donate will be tax-free as we distribute it to the artists. And um, I think that's work, it. Work. Thank you, Christian. Appreciate it. Well, uh, thank you for uh, allowing us and for you guys to be in the space for all the artists that shared. I just want to go through it real quick. We had uh, Senia open up the space, Altair Stefan, Sofia Aguinaga, Ashley Nicole, uh, Brianna Prather. I'm sorry, uh, I'm terrible with pronouncing some names. Uh, Nicole, Tracy, uh, Kayla, Miss Kayla, Evelyn Lax, and um, yeah. Me, myself, and I, uh, my grandmother always says this thing. I'm going to say it in Spanish for those that um, 
if you understand Spanish. Dime con quien andas y te diré quien eres. That is in translated, tell me who you with and I'll tell you who you are. I, I just feel honored to know a lot of you folks here already and for the folks that I'm meeting. Um, it is a blessing to, you know, to see the community that we're building through sharing our art. Uh, yeah, for the comrades, for the soldiers, Black Lives Matter. This is a time to, to make sure this is a daily walk for all of us and to be conscious of what's going on out there. So, Daniel, my big brother, for being in here. Uh, this is like a full circle. I grew up uh, with, with the man behind the mask there and just a lot of the knowledge and wisdom that I've been able to obtain from him. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm forever grateful. Um, blessings to everybody, man. Daniel, uh, any words? Of course, you know I can't can't help myself. So, just to just to put it out there, just to let it be known, um, you know this is a, this is a space of expression. This is a space for everyone to feel safe, and I just encourage people, you know, now more than ever, the energy that has been created with the movement that we are currently in. We need to be consistent. We need to maintain it. We need to nurture and support each other so we can keep it as a sustainable movement because it is more necessary than ever. No more incremental change. No more 5% year to year. We want absolute change. And I love seeing everybody here expressing and sharing and being vulnerable. And hopefully we can replicate this model and duplicate this model so other people can come in and build community. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It's about the community. So, you know, for the black lives that we have lost and the black lives we are bringing into the world, we need to make it better. So, you know, love and peace to all. Thank you for spending a Friday night with us. I see we got babies in the space and, uh, you know, men have had their chance. I think it's, it's time we, uh, we kind of give it up to the women uh, to kind of take over. So with that, thank you all and um, bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. Peace, peace. Thank you.